0: Taking up your time with Bobby Benavides. I'm your host, Bobby Benavides, and I am glad to be with you in this episode today. As we um go into a conversation I have with Brian Thompson, or BT, if you know him. He's out of Charleston, West Virginia, and he's doing some great work um, at the Volstead room on Hill Street. Uh it's a great little mic. He's done a lot of great things for comedy in that area. He's done stuff with uh um the just like all, all over the place, really, with great comics. So i'm studying this really bad but it's just the morning and i am tired um so anyway brian um, looking forward to you guys hearing this conversation again hey i appreciate you being on this um, podcast listening to this podcast uh you know this is this is fun i'm enjoying the process it's a uh, the new year is coming it's been a little bit of time on this episode on this uh, show and more stuff will be happening uh, coming in the in the next coming year. So um like I said before, no shows, no big things happening except for a baby, you know, that kind of thing. It's happening here probably this weekend because you're hearing this on Tuesday uh December 12th or maybe Wednesday December 13th. I think it's the 13th this is coming out. Um so if you hear it on the 13th, um most likely the baby's going to be coming a, in a few days from then and uh it's going to be fun. Then I have one episode that I have pre-recorded. It'll be coming out next week. Um, all these episodes are pre-recorded. What am I talking about? But anyway, I have another one ready. And then I'm going to be off the mic, um, off the podcast for a little bit. And then in January, interviews start rolling out again. i got some great stuff coming. I'm going to be talking to some female comics about some stuff, which is fun. Because um, that needs to be happening, too. So I want to have some female comics on here. And, uh Yeah. My next show has been booked for January 13th in Bowling Green. Um, More details on that coming. And then, I don't know after that. There's a lot of stuff up in the air. But I know that I'm not jumping onto anything until after February, early March. Um, just Just to be here with the family. So, yeah, that's it. So, enjoy my conversation here with Brian Thompson. Thanks for listening. Let's go. All right, what's up, BT man? I'm glad to have you on,
1: Bobby. Thanks for having <laughs> me. I feel like we uh we we just were together recently.
0: I know it's great It was uh, funny because when you brought up the podcast at the uh, at the um, show, I was like, yeah, I think we're supposed to record recording in a couple days. So just- <laughs> we should we should just record it there. <laughs> I don't know. That would have been oh, smart. Yeah, yeah that would have been genius. Man, I wish I would have thought about that. But that means I'd have to actually think and. In- that'd be a problem.
1: Right. So, yeah. It's hard to do, man. I'm a scatterbrain too. So,
0: yeah. So, so man, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, it's been fun going down to Charleston and uh hanging out at the Volstead room with you. It's a, you know, so I'm glad to, glad to have you on to talk about your journey in comedy and like what you've, what you've experienced and, and what you're seeing now and, and just, just chat it up, man. So, um so let's, let's do that. Okay. <laughs> that's the name of this podcast. It's like Take It Up Your Time. So that's pretty much what I'm doing. I'm just taking up your time. Dude. Um, <laughs> uh,
1: so so when did you when did you start doing comedy? Um, I started attempting comedy probably right around uh, 1998. Okay. Um, I was actually working for a radio station that hosted a comedy zone at a hotel in Charleston. Um. So I got the, the the privilege of being the DJ that went out and you know tossed some CDs out to the crowd. And was like, hey, it's it's the guy that always talks about the phrase that pays and and <laughs> and be the radio guy. And uh, at some point, I didn't want to be the radio guy. I'm like, look, I'm at a comedy club. I, I've got some chops, man. I wanna I wanna tell some jokes. So um, I started um, kind of going off the off the rails as as a host and 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 doing time, which was. Um, Okay with most of the comics coming through, but you know, the radio station was like, No, you keep it to a minimum, you're just there to start the show and give away some prizes.
0: Um, <laughs> Gotta love the rules. So, um, so comedy, comedy, you just told me this. So, there was a comedy zone in Charleston. I, I like, I mean, yes. it
1: was kind so- of an underground comedy show. Unfortunately, they didn't advertise uh, near as well as they should have.
0: So it was it was connected with the bigger comedy zone, like um other the comedy zones like in, around the nation, basically, or is it or is it just like a, a comedy zone of its own?
1: Yeah, no, it was part of um uh, it was I I guess a franchise, I guess you would call it. Okay. But it was still maintained and ran by um Charlotte, which is where the head of operations is for Comedy Zone worldwide. So
0: Okay. Okay. So what I mean, what happened there? Like, why? I mean, was it just the market went down? Like, there the desire for comedy in in at that point in time? What 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 made it disappear?
1: Um, I, yeah, I, that, that's a really good question because I don't know that there was ever a time that that comedy was really undesirable. I think yeah. it was more of just um, maybe the priorities of the hotel changed a little bit. Mm, okay, maybe um, the the advertising budget just didn't see fit to help the show along Uh, but it was buried in a a conference room at a hotel with little to no advertising so
0: yeah that happens
1: and it's different when you have you know when you're when you're doing a show with local comics or comics that have um coverage with your facebook sort of people um it's a little easier to to spread the word and, and get people to come out but when you're in another town completely and you don't know anybody you got to right. kind of rely on either uh, you know a radio show or maybe a TV commercial or something. Um, yeah. Of course, we know now Facebook is definitely the, the the best way to get your message out there. But
0: yeah, as it seems, Facebook and in TikTok, the, the TikTok of universes. I don't know how. I still understanding TikTok. I don't, I don't. I'm like I'm trying so hard, man. But I just like, gosh, this.
1: You have to, man, because your your kids are going to know all about it, and they're going <laughs> to. <laughs> you, know, you know you don't want to get too far ahead of you technologically anyways yeah yeah they're over here
0: playing fortnite and like figuring stuff out like i'm, not, I'm like i don't even understand this thing man I don't, I don't get it man back in my day i was talking to somebody i was like these video games and everything like that like now you're like having to purchase time and purchase money and purchase characters and i'm like dude i i remember back in the day it's like you just had to unlock them like you just had to play and win and right not. You and now it's like
1: now waste you hours kids. of your day, that's all.
0: Yeah, and now you have to pay money and just that way you don't have to worry about beating levels. Man, I'd much rather like I don't know. Like I just it's crazy. It's like teaching kids not to work for what they need. I don't know. But um I feel like I'm an old man now. Um
1: Yeah, no, I agree, yeah. <laughs> I agree completely, especially with uh with video games.
0: Yeah. So so you so st- attempting comedy in ninety-eight, and then when did you take it on like I mean would you say you started doing it more professionally at at a level or what would you say
1: um I, uh, I would say by the mid 90s I probably was comfortable enough and I had a a, a steady flow of cuz we did comedies on every Friday and Saturday two shows on Saturday so I got to interact with a lot of like really funny people mm-hmm. um a lot of great comics um I have um a, just a huge handful of um, mentors that were professional road comics, because um, you know how comics are. You know the good comics want to see other comics do well. You know they don't want to. It's not about ego. It's let's let's all have fun. And your your brand is different than mine, and let's compliment yours. And and so you know how that goes. But
0: uh, right. I definitely right.
1: got to um, network with a lot of the right people um, who had all the right opportunities available. Unfortunately, I just never really. Um, pursued any of them because you know that's about the time when COVID was like nah you should stay home yeah
0: yeah, that's always fun COVID, COVID messed up a lot of people's plans
1: <laughs> yeah it did for real and I mean how yeah. long did you go without even being on stage during COVID I, I would say I, most of us went at least a solid year without doing any kind of any kind of stage time which is enough yeah. to, to, to you know make it a little rusty
0: yeah i mean unless you jumped on like zoom shows i just talked to um uh, cody cannon about the idea of uh doing zoom shows you know like and um i i couldn't i i did one no i did i did two zoom shows um and then i made like one little sketch thing and i was like gosh i just can't do it like i, I just felt like it was just not it's not the same when you're trying to experiencing the laughter in person but then at the same time guessing whether or not the people are laughing you know because with zoom like if people have it on mute that you don't know if they're laughing or not and um and you're just trying to hope hope hoping your stuff is landing you know
1: that's it's just frustrating um yeah i do have a lot of respect for 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 zoom comics because there's just no way i could could do it yeah it was just odd because if you think about it most of us will record our sets and you know a lot of times people are exposed to comedy online and on tiktok and things like that so
0: yeah but even then though you get that like you can get the heart or the or the at least the thumbs up you know or the thumbs down so you know that they don't like it or if they like it you know but
1: <laughs> yeah
0: on zoom if they're not if they're not sending up a happy face or some sort of like um emoji to let you know they're laughing along with you like you're kind of just left there guessing. Um that was always it's just frustrating. But yeah, I mean so because in 2020, let's see. So because I started really pursuing comedy in 2017-ish. And then 2020, you know, um everything went out. But then it was like I was trying to do Zoom shows. And in 2021, I was like, you know what? I've I have stuff that I've done from 2017 till now. And I put it together and I said, you know, I'm just going to I'm just going to force my hand. I'm just going to do a special. So I recorded a special for it (laughs) with it. That was I don't know, I was probably over uh, ahead of my ahead of the game a little bit Am my maybe went too far ahead. But
1: I don't know. So never too far ahead. Yeah. I mean, life is especially in the comedy game. It's it's a work in progress. So you're you're just constantly um, molding that statue, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah.
0: So uh yeah, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and just tell everybody what just happens because because I think it's funny. So when I'm recording these podcasts at home and my wife is working, I'm kinda I send my kids down to the playroom, but sometimes our three year old doesn't really understand that, so he decided to go ahead and go to the bathroom while I was doing this and I had to pause it to go wipe a bottom because that's dadhood at at the best. So that's fun
1: anyway you can't give him too much grief man i did the same while you while you had me on hold <laughs> <laughs> no, i mean that and i called for someone to come <laughs> that's awesome yeah i uh,
0: I actually have a joke about the idea of like uh, about that with a i don't i may have done it already but with you but um the idea of stopping the celebration of like, why is it when we're celebrating little kids going to the bathroom? Like when they start learning how, we get so excited for them. But then when we're older, we forget to do that for each other. Like, because it's an accomplishment. I mean, it's still an accomplishment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it like is. Why do- yeah, I
1: mean, especially you know when you get to be like 60, 70 years old, and you you have to race to the toilet. That's to what I'm saying.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like we we should never stop celebrating the fact that we make it to the bathroom on time and. That we stop, that we're not going to the bathroom on, our, <laughs> on ourselves because that's a big deal, man. It's a big deal. It really yeah. is,
1: and inevitably, it's going to happen again. It's going to yep. happen again.
0: Yep. And then, it, it, and the roles reverse, man. Your kids are the ones that have to take care of you, and it's like, all right, oh,
1: yeah. So there you go. The one that you tend to the most is going to tend to you.
0: And if I'm in my right mind, I'm hoping that I do it at the worst time possible for them too. Like I'm like, I hope that like they're in the middle of an important meeting, and I'm just yelling out, "I'm done."
1: I'm (laughs) done. It'll either be that, or like uh, some romantic interest is over for the first time. (laughs) I'm wiping, kid. Yep. Hey,
0: nice to meet you. But I need to go to the bathroom. So I'm gonna be taking them up about 15 minutes. So just let Joe that too. All right. So back to back back to the comedy talk. So um, so then when you okay. So let's just let's think about what you're doing now because you took some time off, right? Like you, um, or were you like after COVID like, and like, did you take a, a step back from, from doing comedy or were you kind of, Yeah, well, we kind of had
1: to, um, the comedy zone closed down. Um, they did their last shows in 2019. Mm-hmm. So, um, at that point I have a lot of friends, um, business owners in Charleston that were like, Hey, you know, we we're thinking about doing comedy at our, at our bar. Let's try it out. At, um, so I had a guy in Taze Valley. Um, uh, we'll, we'll just save the name to, mm-hmm. you know, not that he's guilty of anything. No, it was a great bar. It's a place called The Palette um, in Taze okay. Valley. We did uh, a few local shows that were put together and um, fairly well attended. The crowd hung in there for a while. Um, And then it just got to be um, an issue of, you know, it started out like almost being a comedy show. And then it was just people trying to do comedy at a bar. It it just got a little bit too loud. Um, Some of the local comics aren't the greatest at, you know, wrangling the audience back in and making people shut the heck up when they need to, you know, when they need to shut it down. So um did a few bar gigs but unfortunately that's that's kind of where comedy was in charleston just before the pandemic was uh, at a few different bars um every other week so there was a a lack of consistency and then of course bars were like pretty much the first thing that got shut down when right when the pandemic happened so and then sometime during this whole pandemic thing um I think a lot of comics, uh, I don't want to say we're, we're afraid to come back out, but, um, it's almost like in addition to COVID, this whole political divide sort of marinated the whole situation. And I think a lot of people are afraid to be funny sometimes.
0: Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's fair. I think that, um, it has been interesting to watch that transition. Like, I mean, we're watching it right now with, uh, you know, with Matt Reif right um it's kind of like when you're seeing what's going on with him it's you know granted like you know i saw someone say like cancel culture i mean like you know everybody's like big on the cancel culture stuff but it's like and even like the political mindset of things like what you say and how you say it but you know the the reality of it is is that he's still selling out shows and he's still moving along but there's a, definitely a lot of people who said you know what maybe we should be rethinking how we celebrate how we celebrate humor but uh, on the other on the other hand it's like you know it's like if, if you're funny enough right if you're funny with what you say then it's almost like you can get away with certain things um oh, yeah absolutely but it's but it's also like figuring out how to write how to write your jokes cautiously you know recognizing like what kind of what kind of climate we're in I guess you can say um yeah. But it's and it's that's just...
1: where your work is cut out for you in, in this particular climate is that you really have to sort of mind what I mean, you can't just come off the cuff sometimes. You really have to to look before you leap.
0: Yeah. So so how do you do that? I mean, like when you're writing, like when you're writing and you're thinking about the jokes that you tell, um, I mean, you obviously you know your you for the most part, you know the rooms that you're in, but I mean what happens when you don't know what you're doing like what room you're in or or how to read a room necessarily? And so you just come off right right away to telling jokes that are, you know, whatever. Like what what do you do with that? Like how do you how do you make sure that you're writing jokes that are well balanced, I guess you can say?
1: Um, I don't know. I think the best part or the, the, the best way to do that is to just have a a, a good variety of jokes. Um that way, when you start feeling out the crowd, you have something to to, to fall back on. Um, I don't know if you maybe remember hearing bits that I do about like Ollie's outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, they I mean, it's not very um, dark or or um, so. You know, people tend to laugh at that. So if I if I squander from that, and people start to like like you, that was a bad joke, or maybe I say something that's just totally off color then i may do something like uh let's let's go back to ollie's you guys were comfortable there or yeah so i think you just have to kind of like have have a a nice size bag of tricks and then uh be able to at least throw a few to them that you know they're going to be okay with or at least know which ones you should probably stay away from yeah, it's not it's, easy. I mean, we all, we all eat at one point or another, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. even the best have have gone down in flames. It just happens because <laughs> you just can't, can't expect to entertain everybody always.
0: Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's the thing for I mean, like when you're talking about people being afraid to be funny or be, or be afraid to make jokes about certain things. It's like, you know, it's almost like if you feel like that's where you want to go, then it's almost trust your trust yourself trust your you know write the jokes but then realize that either you're going to be in a very uh niche market or you know you're you are going to crash and burn on a regular basis because you're willing you aren't willing to go to the places that are going to find that funny um if that if that makes sense because i'm saying a lot of things in my head like in my head, it's making sense, but I'm saying it out loud, and I hope that makes sense. But it's like it's like finding the right, finding the right rooms and the finding the right micro mics to be in front of that will be able to embrace that those kind of jokes. But if you aren't willing to um, adjust on the fly, right? Um, which I think that that's a talent for that comics should be working on on a regular basis. Is how do you adjust on the fly? Um,
1: yeah, I mean it's hard because I, I try to be like diplomatic, at least ninety percent of the time. But um, I got to be honest, like that people see liberal. You know what I mean? It's hard for me to it's hard for me to hide certain liberal qualities that radiate from me. I guess. <laughs> and when I say yeah. liberal, I don't mean that necessarily in a political way. I just mean I lean more towards the democratic side i guess than the the republican side
0: yeah i mean and that's the i think i don't know i guess it, when we're when we're talking it's like how do you you know for for people who are doing the 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 comedy making making the jokes on the stage and and reading the room and knowing how to just cuz you and i have both been around comics who have been you know, they're just going to keep saying stuff. And they're even when they're not getting the laughs, they're just going to go ahead. Like they're going all in, like they're doubling down on, on these jokes that are not necessarily landing, but they're like, we want to just, we're just going to keep with our material because we have nothing else. And so when you're saying to have a bag of tricks, like that's an important thing to tell new comics, especially is that when you are coming up on the stage, like to be sure that you have some almost like a, like if you hit a fork in the road, you got to know which way to go, and you got to have a plan for both sides. Like, okay, so if I go here and it's gonna be bumpy, I got to be making sure that I can jump onto the right side, and and hopefully hit smooth there and, and know where I'm going.
1: Yeah, and sometimes you just have to flat out ask. Um, sometimes it's good to do like a quick age, um, like how old are you? I mean, not necessarily ask that question. You know, they're, they're just find the right way to, to to sort of age your crowd. Um, one of the biggest problems that I had as a comic is I'm a Gen X guy. And sometimes I'll spout off uh, something that might be funny. It's like, I was asking you the other day about uh, Jacob Cobb it was like Andy Kaufman looks just like Andy Kaufman. Yeah. But like anyone younger than us would probably be like, who the, who the hell is Andy Kaufman? So.
0: Well, it was funny. Um, his, his response to that was funny. Cause like, I knew Andy Kaufman from you know lock on taxi and and um his and then other you know his Mighty Mouse um uh, you know sketch you know and other things that he did but what but what he remember, he knew was man on the moon the movie right. from yeah, G- yeah, with exactly. Jim Carrey. <laughs>
1: reference so um, that says everything but I, mean, I, I I had a bit that I thought was golden and to older people, it was man. They loved it. I, I would uh, do a bit about Popeyes, the the chicken restaurant. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, how are you gonna, how are you gonna call yourself Popeyes? And you don't even have spinach on the menu. <laughs> like, all the old people in the audience were falling out, but all the young people were staring at me like, I, we don't eat spinach. What do? What's going on? Like, yeah. sometimes, yeah, you gotta got to reinvent too, or at least find something, make fun of you, like make fun of yourself for being old. If you can't find something young to, I don't know, just some lessons I guess that I learned in the past about uh, doing some dated. We had a comic that came to the comedy zone on a regular basis and would do a Don Knotts impersonation, which in the beginning, you know, people were loving it. And then when the crowd started to get a little bit younger, they were like, they had no idea who Don Knotts is. So Yeah. Like lost on the
0: on the reference.
1: Yeah. So, so at this point you have to uh definitely update the shelf life on on your stuff as well.
0: So now that you're so I mean, I guess you would say that you're booking you're booking the shows now. So I mean is that what you would you would say about the like especially like Volsted like you're you're booking that I show. Am,
1: yeah I am putting a few together until um, somebody that wants to do it um, and has the, the Rolodex can can get into place. So.
0: <laughs> now. So let's talk about that because, you know, one of the things I talked about with Cody, you know, is because he books shows for red eye comedy and all that stuff. And he's coming down to Huntington and doing red eye, but you're doing, you know, you, you have this and now you're having to reach out to comics and you're trying to create a crowd and, and you're trying to, you know, get, a good audience to to come and and um be a part of things um what would you tell new comics especially what to be doing when they come to these mics or they come to open mics like what would you what were some what would some tips be or some suggestions be to them like if they were going like man i want to prepare for a mic uh and and I'm not talking like just like random college students like, Oh, I got dared. I'm going to come to open mic. I'm talking about comics. who are like trying to pursue comedy as like a career or even like a, a passion. What would you recommend to them? For, oh, for man, them? I,
1: don't know. Um, I would definitely recommend that you um, don't pull any punches. I mean, do what you do, but, um, uh, uh, that's that's a good question because sometimes some of the worst vice is is advice. Um, <laughs> stay true to yourself, um, most importantly, because um, you'll feel it out. You know, as as, as time goes by, and the more um, time you get, um, the the better you're going to do. Um, I will say this, I guess, not necessarily advice, but maybe just from somebody that's um, sort of booking rooms. Um, maybe save some of those new jokes for the um, for the open mic night, and 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 save the tested material for what you're getting paid for. Hmm. Know that what you're getting paid for is going to go over at least semi well with an audience. I'm I'm guessing, yeah. and not that that always happens either. But you know what I'm saying? Like a lot a lot of times, people go to like paid sets and like I got like these new jokes. I'm going to try and, like. Best of luck to you. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like, even if it's like a, a, yeah, I think that there are some, some comics that will, they'll come on. And like you said, like they'll, they'll throw out two old jokes or two jokes. They know are good. And then the rest of their stuff is brand new material that they haven't even tried. And then people are looking at them and it's like, man, no, they want to, we want to be paying you to make people laugh consistently, (laughs) not, not hit and miss.
1: Then you have to. I mean, you know, you have to tell your bits like over. It takes so many times on stage to where you finally get them where you feel like that's the right delivery to like mm-hmm. get the the maximum laughter. But not that I, you know, not that I'm funny or anything. <laughs> it's amazing I mean, though. You know. give somebody a stage, a microphone, and a spotlight, and people get worked up. Yeah like something's going to happen that's kind of why I like being a host too I like poking people with sticks making them get them all excited about you guys ready to have some fun
0: <laughs> right it, it cuz sometimes you got you have to have that i mean you can't you can't come on to a, a dead crowd you know so it's always difficult
1: and yeah not if you don't want them to to talk and and do their own thing
0: yeah yeah. Like
1: if, you, if it's not like a three-ring circus, if you're not a ringmaster and get everyone's attention, you're not going to get anyone's attention.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's difficult. So, um, let's talk about the the what you've seen in comedy working and what you haven't seen in comedy working lately. Like what are the things that you like
1: what's happening and things that you don't like that's happening. Well, the fact that um, the fact that it's back, man, and we have multiple rooms in Charleston, and um, so many people are are, are trying to um, to get back in the swing of things. And I think that's a good a good sign, man. This uh, the state of the industry is. Uh, I feel like it's it's ready to thrive again. I think people are tired of uh, having their feelings hurt, um, not necessarily having their feelings hurt, but feeling like they're, you know, what I mean. Like tired. I think people are probably tired of all the sensitivity. In other words,
0: okay yeah
1: like don't get me wrong i think sensitivity is important but at the same time and if we don't we don't laugh at ourselves we're just gonna it's just gonna be a further divide so maybe that's it maybe it's a comedy is what's gonna um win the civil war
0: (laughs) you would hope right you would hope that you would be able to see people coming to the stage because that's one of the things about I've noticed about comedy, right. Is that, and I actually had a conversation with somebody about this the other day. They were asking me like, how do you, cause you know, obviously like, you, you know, I'm, I'm a pastor as well. And I do this comedy stuff. And like, how do you, how do you see your faith overlapping with comedy? You know? And I said, well, now here's the deal. I said, you know, for the most part, I aim to be clean. Like I, I was beating myself up. Cause on my last show, like I found myself like, I even, I think I said a couple words. I was like, there, there, these aren't even like normal words that I use in my comedy i don't know why i just said them but i did when i was on the mic while i was doing my show um with you guys and i was like gosh that's not that's not me but anyway i think it just happened um but like for the most part i aim to be clean and you know but i said also though the reality of it is is that with comedy you know as you just said is that we want to kind of bridge the gap right we want to bring everybody around the table and just laugh together and when you're laughing, nobody's going. Are you Are you laughing as a Republican? or Are you laughing as a Democrat? <laughs> you know, nobody. nobody right. Nobody's asking that question. Nobody's like, "Oh, are you laughing? Are you Are you anti-vax? Or are you vaccinated?" Laughing because because if you are anti-vax, laughing, then you shouldn't be here. Nobody's doing that. Nobody's asking that question. <laughs> um, so I think there there is something to say to be said about comedy being a. a um, a gap filler you know a um a uniter i guess you can say
1: yeah you know and i would have to think that jesus would have the best sense of humor of all i mean, I mean given given what he's what, he, what he'd been through i mean come on
0: i would i'm gonna i'm gonna agree with you um and that's what I told this person too. I said, you know, the thing is if we want to, from a Christian perspective, right. And this isn't a Christian podcast, but from a Christian perspective, like one of the things that I always say is like, uh, if we want to believe God created all of mankind, um, then we got to believe that he put the minds inside of all of mankind. And so uh, the comedy that's inside the minds of comedians is coming from the one who created the mind, you know? So, uh yeah i'm pretty sure he has a great sense of humor because he's creating this comedy you know um and so it's like we just got to think like that but yeah i don't know
1: yeah when you swerve left and say fudge instead of the other word i'm pretty sure he still understands the context in which you used that word yeah <laughs> yep yep so to 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 use a different word is almost insulting i feel like to the lord right it's like, like <laughs> maybe if i maybe if i say dang instead I'll fool him, and he'll think that I was just being mildly hateful, or I don't know. I mean, it's just like—is that like a semi sin? I don't know. Would that be a? Uh,
0: I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't. even. I don't. Personally, I'm like I said,
1: it's not a religious podcast, so yeah. let me Come down <laughs> off the line. So
0: No, I would say. I mean, honestly, I'm like words or words. My thing is, is like you know. Obviously there's people who get offended by words, you know, certain language and so I that's
1: try what to That's think- not my daughter. I like I want you to have the largest vocabulary possible, but just know there's a time and a place to use this vocabulary. Exactly.
0: So it's like you know, on stage I'm going to make sure that I try to keep it as clean as possible so I make it a family-friendly experience. Um and you know, that's and I try to I try to be the same way in real life but at the same time I'm not stubbing my toe on stage because when I stub my toe in real life, I'm probably going to be like, "Oh, son of a!" But if I'm on the stage, I'm stubbing <laughs> my toe. So I have no reason to say that, you know. Um, But it's just like, you know, I mean, you just got to be. It's just the right time and place. Understanding what, again, reading your audience, knowing your balance, and and preparing to to keep yourself
1: at the right level, I guess. So. Exactly. But... Well, I mean. Oh, I think we all learn that uh, there's from a, from a verbal standpoint, there's nothing that we can't edit out and, and the jokes still be funny. So.
0: That's yeah, a great point. You can, um, you know, I think you were sharing with me, right? Like you were told by somebody to like, you had earlier comedy and they told you like, t- try to do it without the F bombs. Is that right?
1: Yeah. And it was very hard for me because yeah, I'm i I'm a foul mouth. It's uh, but it's a crutch. And it's it's one that a lot of comics hang on to, and I'll admit that that it's a crutch. It's not, you know, I don't want to come off like I just like saying the word because you know it's 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 ad lib. It's a it's a quick fill when you need a quick fill. It's an exclamation point. Sometimes it's just words.
0: Yeah, and, but if said with the right emphasis at certain points, it does bring a it does bring a sense of humor to it too. You know, like you know um but like i don't know yeah i think that there's again it's it's when when is it right to say it and when is it not right to say it i think that's all um subjective or relative but that's agreed you know and then there's
1: uh, use, and then there's overuse
0: yeah yeah so well bt i um you know your your comedy you know i i it's been great to to be on the mic down there with you um a few times and um you know looking forward to 2024 hopefully being down there a couple more times you know and um if not more than that but uh just trying to you know see how that works out but i'm i'm excited to see the the comedy scene kicking into gear with you and matt and all those guys too matt matt saldana i'm gonna go and say his name on here hopefully i'm gonna have him on as a guest some somewhere down the line but um
1: Nice. Yeah, his... There you go. There's there's the age contrast right there.
0: Yeah, that guy. I like some...
1: having Matt on sets with me because you have like the old guy, and then <laughs> the younger guy that can communicate with the the younger people that showed up. So, yeah, yeah. I, how how old is Matt again? No, he's um I th- I think 22, maybe 23, but he's uh he's, he's definitely he's... um young.
0: Yeah, he Just getting he's getting
1: started and very funny.
0: Oh, super funny, super funny. That guy, that's uh, that's that's that scares me to know that he's that young. Because I'm like, man, that guy's going to be, he's going to be great as he continues to develop. You know, he's already pretty good, so it's um, I'm I'm looking forward to that. But um, yeah, so you know, but it's great to see what you guys are doing, and it's great to be a part of it. And um, you know, anything I could do to encourage you along the way, and and like I said, this is this podcast is primarily to get people to learn about comedians that aren't out there on netflix and amazon and all those places that they can find you know the the superstars of of comedy you know what i mean um but we have we have some great talent we have some great superstars that that are not uh picked up yet you know and and, and yeah we do
1: west virginia happy. is full of
0: full of laughter full of funny yeah. people man. for real yeah we're just trying to get the people to 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 give it a shot test it out and experience it and when they experience it they'll see it's it's pretty good so um but what you're doing down there is good and um you know I'm glad to have you on so people can he- hear your name and and hear the work and and hopefully pop in and, and catch a show
1: yeah thanks i definitely appreciate that um uh you know you got uh, an open spot when you're when you're done changing all these diapers <laughs> The spotlight is all yours, man. Just know that you've got uh, all the spots in Charleston, not just not just at the Volstead, but um, we've got uh, plenty of rooms for you. Again, once you once you finish with the the important work, which is child rearing, of course.
0: Yeah, yeah. Once this baby comes, and I got some clear clean hands, I'll be able to do that. So, um, but hey, if uh, people wanted to co- like check out your comedy. Do you have any stuff that they can check out? Do you have a way for them to contact
1: you, connect with you? Oh, I don't know. I mean, they can contact me on Facebook and um, we can let them know where a show will be. I don't really yeah. have a whole lot that I've put out there on Facebook. Um, I don't know why. Maybe it's just uh, I'm not the best at, at marketing. That's why I need somebody else to, to do booking and stuff. I'm scatterbrained. <laughs> I'm good at telling jokes and um, fairly good with, like, um, improv, but I cannot plan a comedy show to save my life, so.
0: <laughs> well, I think uh, what you're doing down at the Volsa is good, and so I'm looking forward to continue to grow and, and seeing it succeed. And so, um, you know, Brian, I'm, I'm glad to have you on. Uh, audience, connect with him on Facebook. If you can get to Charleston, west virginia hit up the volstead room on hill street it's a um it's a great venue great great it's actually a really cool venue man i really like that place so much
1: yes, So we have a few uh sound and lighting adjustments to make but uh the room but, itself is nice
0: yeah it's a cool cool little atmosphere great bar great great workers so it's a, it's a cool place um so good place to go check out um and, yeah, man, well, I might go ahead and uh, just, I think we'll just be, I think we'll be wrapping up here because um, I got to have kids running around the house going, asking.
1: <laughs> Somebody else is going to need a wipe soon, so.
0: Yeah, well, hopefully not the other ones know how to do it. If they, if they ask me to do it, I'm gonna, there's a problem. Um, but uh, hopefully the other one should be done, but it's still there. They still need me to give them food. Apparently, apparently they need to eat all the time, and that's that's difficult, so um yeah. To,
1: yeah fill them full of caffeine so that they can help you write some jokes when you're so so you can make the big return in what february <laughs> is that
0: um yeah I, i'm gonna do a show in january now in a bowling green kentucky um with uh, adam minnick but that's like a, a one-off i'm not i'm not planning on coming back to doing anything major until probably end of february beginning of march
1: so when your wife lets you
0: yeah, yeah, but she feels, when she <laughs> feels good about the fact that I can. That hey, you know what? It, it, I think this will work. So
1: it takes a while to get used to. Man, I am freshly married under new management. It's it's not not the easiest thing to to get used to.
0: Yeah, yeah, but it's you know it's it's hard, man. It's like, but with uh, we're gonna be the fifth kid coming. It's um, it's like when Jim Gaffigan said, "Man, he's like, imagine you are drowning and then somebody hands you a baby. This is." <laughs> <laughs> is where it's at, so. But nice. Hi, uh, right, man. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on, and uh, i yeah, sure thanks I'll,
1: for having me. I'm sure I have you on again. Feet. I'm sure I
0: have you again on again some other time. Um, maybe even bring my stuff down. I'll record a little episode down at uh, in Charleston. It'd be kind of fun. So.
1: Yeah, that sounds good. Maybe we'll do some uh, trivia or something fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, that'd be good.
1: Incorporate some brain power. so that we <laughs> look smart or something.
0: Yeah. We could we could pull that off. All right, man. Well, again, thanks for coming on, and uh, I'll talk to you later, dude. Thanks, Bobby. All right. All right. So that was my conversation with BT. I'm um, such a good dude, um, and I hope you enjoy listening to his thoughts on comedy and just his uh, what he's doing and and how he's engaged with uh, comics in the area, his open mic and um, some of the things that he he's trying to pull off. So anyway. Uh, he's just a really good guy. And again, um, his information will be in the show notes. And uh, BT, thanks for joining us. I know that um, hopefully you're listening to this episode because <laughs> I gave you the link. So, um, but anyway, with that, hope you guys enjoyed this. Again, if you are liking this podcast, liking what's coming out of it, subscribe, share, like, leave a comment, do all that stuff. Get people to be listening to because the more I have listening, the better it will be. So with that, I'm out. Thanks for listening to taking up your time with Bobby Benavides. I am Bobby Benavides. Talk to you later. Bye.